Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning. Good morning. Come on. How you doing this morning? Oh, you could do a little better. Come on. Is he still on the throne? Yeah, we still... Come on, he's still working things out, amen? He is worthy of all of our praises, huh? Come on. Yes, don't let me lose you now. So I, I, I appreciate you guys' support during our, uh, supporting our worship team. Uh, we're, we're down a few people this, this morning. Um, uh, some folks are unavailable. Uh, Pastor Leona is a trooper, amen? So Steph stepped up with no no voice and still still was able to to kind of wor- wor- usher us in yeah. to the presence of the Lord and and so we have Pastor Steve up here helping out I, I don't know you know it's a conspiracy going on in the church because I did not receive a phone call to join the worship team this morning <laughs> I put in my application years ago right so what a perfect time to join the team right when, when we're down a, a few people, right? But no, I didn't get the phone call, but Pastor Steve did. I don't know. I don't know. Something's going on here. Something's going on here. Amen. So I'm excited for this new series that we are in. I hope you enjoyed the last series, uh, follow, The Art of Following God. Yeah. I hope, I hope that's not just a church clap, right? And when we all just do it together and we, we, just, we just clap because we're in church, I hope you really, really received something from that series. Amen? But, but ex- again, I'm excited about this new series, The, the Pursuit for Joy. Yeah. Um, so we're kicking off a new, a new series in the month of uh, December. So extremely excited about, about that. So, uh, so let's just get to it. If I can just have you stand uh, one more time. Um, don't forget, uh, December 19th is our, uh, as you saw it on the video, our um, Christmas production. Uh, our Gate 54 team is uh, putting that together, um, and the youth team as well. So we're excited about that. So please uh, bring someone with you. Amen. Excited for that. And, and, and again, don't forget, December 24th is our Christmas Eve service, and that will be our weekend service. Amen. So you know what that means. So December 26th, we won't have service here. December 24th will be in the chapel. Amen. So we got that. It will be starting at, I believe it's 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 6 p.m. Amen. So, amen. So go talk to ask someone else about the time, you know. But, uh, but yeah, so we're excited to have that. What a special night that's going to be, right? Christmas Eve service. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So we, we hope you all can, can make it there. Amen. So I'm going to be reading out of Hebrews uh, 12, just a couple of verses, but verse one and two. Uh, and it says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a, uh, by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, 
and, and, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to you today about your joy, the joy that is set before you. There's a joy that is set before you. Oh, man, that's going to, I don't know, that makes me excited. There's a joy that is set before you. Oh, hallelujah. So the rest of y'all will catch up a little bit later as we go on with the, with the message, but I'm excited about that. There is a joy that is set before us. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for um, just who you are, God. You're just so amazing, Lord. Um, just, just all the things that, that you do, uh, all the things that you represent, you are such a great, great father. Lord, it's not, not many words to really describe you, Lord. And I'm just always in awe of your presence, Lord. I know you're going to do something special in this place today, Lord God. We do not want regular church here today, Lord God. We want to see you move, Lord God. People came here to be transformed. People came here for deliverance. Some came for healing, Lord God. All that is available in your presence, Lord God. Some people came here for more joy, Lord God, for more peace. It's all available in your presence, Lord God. And so we thank you for being here today, God. Yes, Lord God, you run this service today, Lord God. Thank you for using me as your vessel, Lord God. Think with my mind and speak through my vocal cords this morning. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give him a shout. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Yes, thank you for standing for the remainder of the service. Hallelujah. So this whole, this, this whole month is, um, um, is Advent uh, month. Uh, so Ad, Advent is a, is a um, Latin word for Adventus, which, which means coming. And so there are, uh, so there are a group of people who anticipated the coming of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. The coming of, of Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad he came. Oh, yeah. uh, you could do a little bit better. I just want to welcome our online viewers. Maybe they can go with me on this one. I'm so glad. I'm so glad he came. Because I don't know where I would be if he never came. I don't know what this world will be like. I don't know what my life will be if Jesus never came. I am so glad he came. My goodness. I have, we have something to look forward to. We have someone we can lean on. We have someone, strength we can glean from. I am so glad he came. So that's like a preaching moment right there, right? Because he, it's hard to get off of that. Right. I'm just so glad he came. He came for us. What a precious gift. I don't care what you get for Christmas. I don't care what kind of gift you, Chris, you get for Christmas. There's nothing better than the gift of Christ. Because that gift, you know how some, some gifts you get, right? Kind of you forget about it after a while. But this is a gift that keeps giving. It, it, it keeps giving and it gets better all the time. I'm so glad he came. I'm so glad he came. You know, you know, Jesus came to restore joy. He came to restore joy. You know, uh, some people had lost their joy based on circumstances. I mean, you, you know, we're going through the pa pandemic. You see how people were so, so discouraged. They lost their joy because of circumstances. But this joy that we're going to talk about today, this joy would, would never run out. If you receive this type of joy, it will never run out. Amen. So some, one thing I want you to get, I really want you, I want you to understand this for, for this for this whole series. Right. Joy 
is not the absence, it's not the absence of sadness. It is not the absence of sadness. Some people think, okay, well, if I'm unhappy, uh, that means I lost my joy. But no, 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 no. Joy is, is not the absence of sadness. Like, you can be sad and still have joy. There's a different type of joy. I don't know what you've learned in, in, in the past and all of that, how you define joy, but this type of joy, right, it, it'll, never, it'll never run out. Is anyone going to go with me today? So this is a different type of joy that we're going to talk about today. Joy is not the absence of sadness. You can still be sad. Jesus was sad. Jesus was sad. Think about it. He was sad going to the cross. Right? It says in our, in our, in our text that, that Jesus, right, the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So, so, so Jesus didn't find joy in the cross. He found joy in the outcome. He had to endure the cross. He wasn't happy about it. He wasn't shouting hallelujah, laying on the cross, right? He didn't tell the disciples, say, hey, y'all, well, uh, well, I'm about to go to Jerusalem because I'm about to die, and it's going to be so great, man. Listen, they're going to they gonna beat me. You're going to see a lot of blood. They're going to poke things in my hands. I'm going to be laying up on the cross, like, just naked and all that stuff, right? You know, so he, he wasn't excited about it. He was sad. He was weeping on the cross, Right? So, we, so, but the, the, it says here that he had to endure the cross. So that means he had to get through Friday with Sunday on his mind. The Bible says weeping, right, endure for the night, right? But joy comes in the morning. Oh, that's a prophetic word, right? That's a prophetic word for someone here this morning, right? You may just have to endure for a little while, but you, but you have something to look forward to. Joy is coming tomorrow. I don't know what you're going through right now, right? But joy is coming tomorrow. See, we have a hard time enduring. A lot of, I've noticed a lot of Christians don't want to endure. We, we want to try to avoid the tough stuff. I say it all the time. We want to avoid the tough stuff. But it's something, right, when, you have, when, you, when God's instructing you to go through something, right? It strengthens you, right? It empowers you, right? And it blesses others around you. Imagine if Jesus didn't endure the cross on Friday, there would be no Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Right? So sometimes so we, so we have to get get to the point we have to learn how to endure, endure, endure trouble, endure adversity, right? It's something in it. It's something in it. Joy will bring us through that. So we have to, so we have to look. So, so as we endure, right, we have to have in our mind that something bigger is coming. Something bigger is coming. Are you with me? Right? So, so endure. We, see, we, we must endure. So Joy, I want you to know this, joy is a point of view, right? Joy is a decision to see the bigger picture, right? So when, you, when, you, when you're going through something, you, joy, joy allows you to see the bigger picture. So that means you don't lose joy in the middle of your pain. You don't lose joy in the middle of your adversity. Is anyone going with me this morning? So we have to, we have to flip our focus, 
We have to flip our focus when we actually go through something, when we go through uh, trials and tribulations, right? We flip our focus. We're like, okay, well, I, I know this doesn't feel good. I may feel sad or I may feel mad, right? But I know joy is coming. <laughs> joy is coming. So that's, so I kind of, me and James made up. If, if those that have been with us for a long time, James, not this James, but James in the Bible. And I was really mad at James for a season well, because I don't really like when it says in James 1, my brother encountered all joy when you fall into various trials. It's like, well, I'm supposed to just like be happy? I mean, what is he saying? I'm supposed to just be counted all joy when I face, face various trials? But I understand because joy endures hardships and trials and connects with meaning and purpose, right? So joy comes not because of the trial, because of the result of the trial. Come on, anyone going with me this morning? So, so joy actually gives us the ability to stand up under, under the trial. So knowing that joy, so knowing that we're being strengthened during this time, right? And so we, we understand that we do have a, a, a thief, right? We, we have Satan. He comes to steal our joy. He does, right? I mean, so, but we have to ask God for discernment, right? When we, when we are, are facing difficult times, we have to ask God, okay, is this a trial or is this a stick up? Right? Am I facing a, 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 a trial? Right? If I'm facing a trial, that means I have to endure, right? What's, you know, what, you know, what the trial's all about, right? Because God is teaching me something. But sometimes the enemy just comes and he just tries to steal. Yeah. He just tries to steal your joy. Yeah. Amen? So you just can't, you have to say to him, you just can't have my joy. Yeah. It's not much praying involved in that. You just can't have my joy. I, I, I don't care what's going on, I, you know, what, what I see or what's going on around me. You just cannot have my joy. You just have to come to the throne boldly and be like, Lord, the enemy can't have my joy. Because my joy comes from you. It doesn't come from him. It doesn't come from circumstances. It doesn't come. So the, the enemy cannot have my joy. Amen. Are we good? You just cannot have my joy. I don't know. When I heard that, I was just like, I, I was about people to just shout and just say hallelujah and all that. Yeah, you just can't have my joy. You can't have my joy. Amen? Nothing, nothing should, should take the joy from you. So the, I think one of the issues, though, is, is that we confuse joy with happiness. Right? So happiness feels elusive for many of us. It's like a fog. Right? It's, it's like you, you know, you, you see it from afar. Right? It's dense. It's the, the, uh, the, it's the shape of it, right? But as, as you get closer, it, it starts to uh, uh, become out of reach, um, you know, but it's still all around you. But that's, that's what happiness is all about. Sometimes it's, it's unreachable, right? You can't sustain happiness all the time. It's great to be happy, but, but happiness and joy is totally different. You know, if, if I rely on happiness, I'll be in trouble. If I rely on myself to be happy every day, I'll be in trouble because some days, right, I feel so happy, never think I'm going to be sad again. Then some days I'm sad, never think I'm going to be happy again, right? Some days I just don't feel anything. Does anyone else feel? I mean, so we, so we can't confuse happiness with, with joy, right? 
So it's, it's, it's something totally different. We put so much emphasis on the pursuit of happiness, but if you stop and think about it, to pursue is to chase something without a guarantee of ever catching it. So we have a little graphic, the graphic we, I want to um, just walk us through for the, to, for the remainder of, of this message. So it's a happiness versus um, a joy graphic. And then so, um, so we're going we're gonna to kind of break this down a little bit. All right. So the first one says, it says, happiness is, a, is, a, is triggered by external. Joy is triggered by internal. Mm. So happiness, right? So happiness, so ha- happiness, external things, right? External things actually are things we cannot control. So I cannot put my life into uh, uh, things we, I cannot control. That is the most difficult thing to do, right? I can't put my, my life in the hands of politicians. I can't control them. I am called to pray for them. I am called to love on them, but I cannot put my life in their hands. It's got to be something bigger than them because they are human just like me. They are flesh just like me. So I cannot put my trust or my life in their hands. Amen. Because people act up when it comes to, you know, uh, politics. Right. You have a conversation with probably you think they're they're really saved and they're they're really nice Christians. And until you start talking about politics. Right. You're like, oh, Lord, have mercy. Where have that been? I didn't know you were like that. Right. Because people love to prove their points. Right. Where is Jesus in that whole thing? I don't understand. Right. The demons come out when people start talking about politics. Right. So I can't put my 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 life in the politician's hands. Right. Or I can't put my 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 life like when you're when you just want to be happy every day, you're putting your life into circumstances or or to other people's hands. I can't put my life into like those like mean co-workers hands, right? The rude co-workers in in, in your um in, in, at your job. Right. So when you you know, so they you allow them to determine your happiness for the day. You know, depending on you checking in with them to see how they're doing, just like I'll make sure they're happy. Because if they're happy, we, we'll be happy or whatever. You know, you have to kind of watch them and, and check, check the temperature to see if they're happy or not. Well, especially if you have a boss that way, right? You, you, you have a mean boss and they, they come in and just mad every day and just brings down the whole, the, the whole group, right? They say, no, 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 no. I can't have my life, can't put my life in their hands. They cannot determine my happiness. Yeah. They can't steal my joy from me because they're in a bad mood. Right? So so you can't just put your life into uh, things uh, that you cannot control. And we, I think we do that a, a lot. That's why we get caught off guard all the time. Right? When bad things happen, we get caught off guard because we put our, our life in things that we cannot control. Is this okay? So God wants to bring believers past the emotional quality of life. Yeah, yeah, he wants, God wants to bring us, brings believers past the emotional quality of life. Come on. So, so joy is triggered by internal, right? It's joy. So joy is the byproduct of God's spirit. It says it's, part, it's one of the fruit, right? Um, fruit of the spirit, right? Galatians 5.22, it says but, uh, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. It's one of the, it's one of the uh, uh, fruits of of the spirit, right? So a a fruit represents the character of what's representing inside of a person. 
The Bible says you judge them by their what? Right, so, we, so, so you know what, what, what's representing in that person, right, you, uh, by, the, by the fruit that's in, that's in them, right? So, so, you, so you can tell when a person is joyful, right? You can, you can tell when a person is, is joyful, right, Be, because they, they don't allow circumstances to control um, their joy, right? So, so if you want more joy, then you need more Holy Spirit working in your life. <laughs> People say all the time, I want more joy. God, give me more joy. Well, spend a little more time with me, right? First of all, and ask the Holy Spirit to walk with you. You know, do those difficult times, right? When, you, when you're at work, when you're facing difficulty at home with your family. You know, call on the Holy Spirit to work through you, right? right? The Holy Spirit produces that fruit in you, right? So call on. You want more joy? Ask for more Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. Amen. Because we will face difficulty. We will be challenged. It's usually the things that you, you, you um, what you're struggling with is what you get most challenged with. Something like that. But joy is the reason why I can worship today, even though it's uncertainty around me. So joy is not found in these temporal things. Joy is found in the eternal, unchanging, the, uh, uh, the limitless God. Limitless God. That's where I want to put my life. In God's hands. Limitless God. Who never changes. Who never changes. I can't put my joy. I love you, but I can't put my joy in your hands. Because you're going to change eventually. So am I. Right? God never changes. His word is true. So next, next one here on, on the uh, graphic. You like this graphic? This graphic good? Happiness is achievable on earth. Joy is more spiritual connection with God. Mm. See, happiness is something achievable only on earth. Worldly things, you know, concepts, emotions are achieved on earth, and it stops there. <laughs> so happiness is short term. Like you can't, it's not sustainable. Like you can't be like happy every day. I know that sounds like God wants us to be happy. Don't, don't get me wrong, right? But you can't compare happiness with joy. It's totally different, right? So are we okay? I don't want you to think that pastor's telling everyone not to be happy. That's not what I'm saying. It's about pursuing happiness, right? Because we, it's, a, it's, you know, it's a different, it's different than pursuing joy, right? Okay, we, we're okay with that? But because happiness is short term. Because when sorrow arises, arrives, happiness dies, right? Because happiness can't stand the pain. It can't stand the pain. Joy is more spiritual connection with, with God, right? God, see, God is joyful over you. Do you know that? If you only hear this one thing, right, because you don't like the graphic or anything else that I said, but God is, know this, God is joyful over you. So, like, like as a father, I take pride in my children. Right? I love to see them succeed. I love to see them doing, doing different things. I have my two sons up here, a, a son-in-law and son playing the drums and playing, one playing the keyboard. I take pride in that. I take pride in that. So our father, our father takes pride in us. He loves what you do. He loves when you worship. He loves the things that he sees you accomplish and all those things. He takes pride. He's joyful over you. I bet you God sings songs over you. He's joyful over. That's the type of God that we serve. He loves you. Right? Joy comes from God. 
He's joyful over you. God's joy gives us strength and courage to face tomorrow. Right? So John 15, 11 says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. So that speaks to a connection. Right? So if we remain in, in, in God, if we, remain, if we stay connected to the vine, our joy will be full. Isn't that something? That's, good. That's, that's so powerful. See, joy is long-term. Joy is our inheritance because it comes from God. It is, it's our inheritance. Stop giving away your inheritance. Don't be like Esau. Remember Esau and, and, and Jacob when he was, he was desperate? You know, he was hungry he was in the field working and his brother, you know, was playing tricks on him and he gave up. He gave up his birthright for a bowl of soup. Stop giving away your joy for a bowl of soup. See we, see, see, we get desperate. We get desperate when we are hungry. We get desperate when we are tempted. We get desperate when, when we feel pressure, right? We just give away our, our joy to, to circumstances. We give away our joy to, to people. We give away our joy to, to Satan, amen? Don't give away. That is your inheritance. That's what Jesus died for. He died for your joy. Tell the enemy, you can't have my joy. You got to go a little bit further. Tell your circumstances you can't have my joy. And I don't know. You know those people that you got in your head right now, you don't want, they may be here, so you don't want to look to the left or to the right, but tell them you cannot have my joy. You can't have my joy. Because Jesus says, these things I've spoken to you, that my joy will remain in you and that your joy may be full. My joy will remain in you. It's a gift. It's an inheritance. We have to steward our joy. We have to steward it. We can't stop giving your joy away. Amen? It's about a connection with Jesus. As long as we remain connected with Jesus, we will have joy. So if I have Jesus, I have joy. Isn't that something? So if I have Jesus, I have joy. So we don't have to ask for more joy. Just ask for more Jesus to stay connected to the vine, to the time that you spend with him, right? He will instill joy in you. That's powerful. God is our refuge, right? He protects us. Joy protects us. <sighs> Come on, somebody got to go with me this morning. All right, next, next one, next one, next one. I'll have a long message for you this morning. Happiness is based on situation. Joy is based on revelation. Because mm. we, we know, we kind of talked about it a little bit, happiness is conditional, right? You know, so a lot of times we fall into this trap, we trust in circumstances and not in God, right? So when we trust in circumstances, then we're just moved, right, by any, anything that's going on in our life. We're, shake, we're shaking all, 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 all the time, you know? We, then we get moved by any type of doctrine, any type of word, right? Uh, you know, so, and it really prevents people from living out the call in their lives and when they trust in circumstances, right? A lot of times when people go through tough things, whatever, and they don't, you don't see them, they don't come to church. That, I don't understand that, right? But if you think about the success that you had, 
like, what got you at this place? What, you know, and then you, you leave that, that success. You leave what got you here, right? And then people, people stop. They just stop coming. They just stop showing up, right? God, see, the enemy loves it because then he isolates us, right? So he no longer, you're no longer around strong believers or maybe other believers that are enduring like you supposed to. Right? We, you know, so it's nice to be around believers who are enduring, right, uh, on, on Friday, but have Sunday on, the, on, on mine. They have a different point of view, right? Their, their point of view, they, they have joy because of the outcome, not because of the circumstance. That's who you need to be around, right? Those believers who are still praying, they're praying without ceasing, right? They're not being moved, right, just be, because of what they're going through. They're saying, you know what? I just have to endure this, right? And then there's sometimes you come to church and you see them fighting, right? Because sometimes we don't, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We, we, we fight against uh, uh, principalities and darkness, right? So that means you'll see people be like, no, enemy, you cannot have my joy. You cannot have my joy. Those are the type of people you need to be around. Don't go hide because then, you're, then the enemy knows where to find you. Tell the enemy to come to church. We'll work on him to get saved, too. Mess around with these crazy believers in this church. Right? These crazy believers. Amen? So joy is based on revelation. When you discover the truth and receive revelation from God's word, it produces joy in your heart. It's hard to have joy if you don't read his word because it's over a hundred times it talks about joy in the Bible. So you, you flip the pages, you'll bump into joy. Hey, joy is right there. It talks about joy throughout the Bible, right? Joy is all over the Bible. So it's, it means something. It actually means something, right? So you have to read the word. So the word actually produces joy in your heart, Right? I mean, you, you become a lethal weapon because you have the word of God and you have joy with you. And you're ready for battle. Oh, man. We doing all right? See, the word gives you strength. Nehemiah said to a, a, group, of believe, a group of believers that were struggling, he pulled out the scroll, he pulled out the word of God. He, he says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. It didn't say it was optional. He didn't say it was optional, you know. He just said the joy of the Lord is your strength. So that means you don't need to seek anything else or anyone else for your joy. Seek the Lord for it. Yes. Seek God for your joy. You know, a lot of people ask for more joy, but joy is right there. Just read your word. Joy is right there. It says the joy of the Lord is, is your strength. So that means you get strengthened, right, when you seek God. Do you know, do you know this? The enemy uh, comes after your strength to get to your joy. Because if he can take strength from you, right, so, he, if, so he, he does it with distractions, right? So you get distracted. You know how you get distracted and you don't read God's word? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, we all fall into that trap, right? Let me make sure I say that so, I, you know, I'm not trying to condemn anyone. We, but we all fall into that trap sometimes. When you don't read God's, God's word, he sends distractions, right? Well, he sends distractions so we won't read God's word. 
right? Well, sometimes when, you know, when we, when we pray, but we really don't believe um, what we're praying for, right? So, so the enemy will come and, 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 and steal your strength to get to your joy. So if he can get you to quit, <laughs> you will lose your joy. If he can get you to stop moving forward, he, he, would, he would take your joy, right? Because we have to have strength to endure. That means we have to have strength to keep going, right? If, so if we can't keep going, and then he'll take our joy from us. Is this okay? So the joy of the Lord is your strength. So you have to make that personal. You just make it personal. Said the joy of the Lord is my strength. I was, let me say one more time. It's just for all of us to say this together, right? So the, say the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, if you're, you're at home, you listen to us online, I don't care what people told you, whatever, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes. Amen? The joy of the Lord is your strength. That, that means your baby mama is not your strength. That yes. means, that means your, 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 your ex-husband is not your strength. Yes. That means your mama is not your strength. Your daddy is not your strength. Your kids not your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes. It is. So if I have Jesus, I have joy. If I have joy, I have the strength to keep going. Oh, that you missed that moment. Pastor Leona got it. She missed that. That was a little shouting moment. That was time for you to praise him on that moment. Amen. So if I have, if I have Jesus, I have joy. If I have joy, I have the strength to keep going. Come on, that's a. All right, last, last, last one. Right? Happiness comes from feelings. Joy comes from faith. Yes. So now, God's given us feel. He gave us feelings to feel, to feel connected to him and to each other, right? So we want, he wants us to feel, a, feel that connection. He wants us to have feelings. Feelings are good. I mean, it'd be difficult, right, if you have a romantic relationship with someone and they don't feel anything. It's like, it's like, baby, I love you. Do you love me? I don't know. I just I don't, I don't feel anything. It's really hard to be with a person, right, who don't have feelings. So God gave us feelings for a reason, right? Th- those feelings are good. But what, what makes feelings difficult from, uh, for us is when they start to lead us, right? And, and the, our, our feelings is not rooted and grounded in Christ, wow. right? Because sometimes, sometimes, especially those negative feelings, we, had a, we have a hard time um, dealing with them, right? Sometimes people really suppress those feelings. And they use alcohol, drugs, and all that so that they, they won't feel, right? those things, right? So sometimes we, don't, we can't handle some of the feelings that, that we have, right? So that's, that's when we get in trouble is when our feelings start, start to lead us, right? But, but, but uh, joy, right? So it says joy comes from faith, right? So faith is not a feeling. It is not a feeling, right? It's a decision to obey, right? And so Philippians uh, 1 Verse 25 says, I know I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. Joy of faith. As Christians, the source of our joy is found in the good news of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is the the source of both our faith and our joy. So this is why the beginning of the text says, it says, the, the, the Hebrew writer was saying to fix your eyes on Jesus because he is the author and the finisher of our 
faith. He's the author and the finisher of our faith, right? So we must fix our eyes on, on, on Jesus at all times, right? But you, you have to back up to verse 1. It first said, says for us to lay aside the weight and sin that ensnares us because those are the things that keep us from moving forward or those are the things that could eventually steal our joy, right? So we have to lay aside the, the weight. Sometimes it's the, the weight of our past, right? It prevents us from moving forward. Like something like took your joy from you and, and it's hard for you to move forward. God's t- telling us to lay aside that, that weight, lay aside that weight, amen? It could be uh, uh, the weight of distractions, right? I mean, we get so distracted at, at times, right? And we lose sight on the outcome because we're so distracted of things that are in front of us. And we, and we put our trust in circumstances and not in God. So we first need to lay aside every weight that easily ensnares us. Because the whole goal, the whole goal of, of, of this message is for us to find our joy in the right place. See, I believe that some people uh, say that they lost their joy, but I believe that their joy has been misplaced and not lost. It's been misplaced and not lost. So so we don't, uh, some people don't find joy, find their joy in Christ. He says, my joy will remain in, in, in you and it will be full. It will be complete. Isn't that awesome? Are we good? Says to fix. So that means we have to remain with Jesus. Fix our eyes on Jesus because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. That means there's more work to do. That means there's, there's more work to do. Amen? Come on, stand with me. That's all I got for you this morning. It's a, it's a, whole, it's a whole series on it. So today was just a little teaser. Pastor Yolanda will, will minister next week, um, and then I will be right back on. Amen. Uh, so we are excited about, uh, we're excited for this series. Amen. So he is the author and the finisher of, of our faith. I mean, I love this text. I, I really do. Because it really, I mean, this is how we need to follow uh, Jesus. This is how you follow Jesus. It's, it's, it says he's, he was just, he was fixing his eyes on the outcome. And that's what gave him joy. So I don't know about you, but this was actually liberating for me. I've, I've looked at this in a whole different lens because, you know, because we try to hide from being sad or we try to hide from, you know, we just want to be happy all the time. If we're not happy, then something's wrong. We're not good Christians or whatever. You're not going to always be happy. But you can always have joy. The, the joy of the Lord. We have to be the joy of the Lord of our salvation. We have to feel joy of our calling. Right? Feel, feel joy that how God's using us. Feel joy that we can just rejoice of who God is. That's where our joy comes from. We have something to look forward to. How God is using us and 
I mean, how he's developing us. Like I'm looking at trials a different way now. Right? And the one thing I'm encouraging myself to do is to endure. Is to endure. Because if my life is in God's hands, if I seek him every day, if, if I trust him, then that means I must endure of what's going on in my life. And I, I flip, I, I flip my, my attention. I flip my focus. I'm not so, so much focused on the problem. I'm focusing more on the outcome. And that's where I get my joy from. It's the outcome of what's going to happen when I get through this. Because weeping, I just have to endure for a night. Joy will come in the morning. For someone here today, they need to hear this word. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You've been through some tough stuff lately. It's now your morning. Or it might be, it may be tomorrow morning. Or maybe Wednesday morning. I speak this over someone's life. When you wake up Friday morning, joy is going to come upon you. You're going to get through this trial. You're going to see the Lord. You're going to see his hands. It's going to be different. It's going to be new. He said, you just have to endure for a moment. You may just have to weep. It's okay to cry. If you want God's healing, shed a tear. It's okay to cry. Because the Bible says, and it's, the Bible doesn't say don't weep. It says weep and you know you're gonna, we're going to weep. But joy, here it comes. Here comes joy. Here comes joy. Someone needs to hear that today. Joy's coming. Joy's coming. Joy's coming. Joy's coming. Oh, I, I know it's hard right now, but joy's coming. Can you receive that this morning? Joy's coming. Maybe you're online, you need to hear this. Joy's coming. Joy's coming in your room right now. You wake up tomorrow morning, joy's coming. Hallelujah. Endure. Endure, my people, God says. Endure. Only gonna last for a moment. It will only last for a moment. It's a prophetic word over all of us today. Joy's coming in the morning. Come on. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.